What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Chester Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. How you doing, Will? Steve, doing very well after that big U.S. men's national team win in the World Cup. I don't know if you got to watch any of it today. I do not watch soccer, um, but I did hear about it. Um, so yeah, they go on to, what, face England or something at this point? No, uh, England was in their group, so they're on different sides of the uh, right, right, bracket. Right, 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 right. Now it's like, kind of like the quote-unquote playoff. So they'll face the Netherlands this Saturday. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's the round of 16, so 16 teams will be left once that starts. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Just, just <laughs> making it this far as is a win. Here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for them. I mean, getting ready for hosting it in four years. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I did see we tied England earlier. That's a big win in of itself, even though it wasn't technically yeah. a win. <laughs> it's definitely a win. <laughs> exactly. It's a plus for the, you know, a team that's on the rise, yeah. not, you know, a superpower like England is yeah. in soccer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, to the other football. Um, the other football. We have uh, some start sit stuff. Are you ready to uh, jump on into it? Yeah, we've got some interesting ones here. This is the last week of the regular season for some people, probably second to last week for most as we move here into yeah, week 13. Yeah, uh, this uh, we're going to start it off with what I think probably all three of our quarterback ones. Pretty difficult, I think. Um, Tua, been really good. Uh, but he's at San Francisco. Um, yeah, tough matchup. Yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence been up and down, coming off a good week. Um, but he gets the easy matchup at Detroit. So start your studs. You go with the the you know the streamer. What are you doing here? Yeah, I mean, I think it's you know a floor play in, in Lawrence. I mean, good matchup. I think we really liked a lot of the guys on the waiver show yesterday uh, on the Jaguars, and he was one of them. I think he's a great stream. I don't think I, at this stage of the game, would have the cojones to start him over Tua, even in a tough matchup in San Francisco. I just think the weapons are there. You know, he could have two short passes that turn into two long touchdowns because Jalen Waddle and, and Terry Kill are just that good. So I just don't think I could sit Tua for Trevor. I mean, it's the matchups say it's doable, um, and I wouldn't fault you for doing it. If you are projected to win big and you want to take maybe just kind of the floor play of Trevor Lawrence, I think that's an option. But I don't think I can sit to a, the way he's playing, the weapons he has, and what's you know seems like a game that he's probably going to have to score against San Francisco. Yeah, I think that that's where I end up standing too. You just you can't bench him at this point, no matter how difficult the matchup. Um, plus, you know, if there's anyone that's in a good position. Uh, to take advantage of the 49ers defense. Um, it's the, the Dolphins coach who is, you know, yeah. in San Francisco knows what they're doing there. Um, you know, it's been, he wasn't there this year, but you know, it's not all that different. So, you know, maybe that, uh, that helps Miami, you know, break that defense open a little bit, uh, that, you know, other teams just kind of struggle with. So I'm with you. I will, uh, I'll stick with two of there. All right. Next up here, another quarterback head to head. The leading completion percentage in the NFL this season, Geno Smith at the Rams or Lamar Jackson versus the Broncos. Yeah, Lamar finally had himself a pretty good fantasy game. 
this week against Jacksonville in a loss. Um, Denver has a really good def- fancy defense against quarterbacks. So that, you know, that's tough. Con- and combine that with his play over whatever, eight weeks or so, fantasy play. Um, I think I lean Geno. Like he's say, Lamar probably has more upside to him, but Gino is probably the, the safer option. I think. Yeah, this is a similar one to the last one. Um, and, and, you know, Gino has been lights out this year. Another one where you didn't expect to, to see that, but yeah, Gino has been one of the better passers in the NFL. Um, the matchups, you know, kind of mirror that last one. Broncos look really, really good defense. Um, Rams, not as much this year with a lot of injuries they've been, Occurred, but I think the weapons um, kind of lean me here. I think it was close that the last one was, but as opposed to the last one, the better quarterback, I think, in Lamar doesn't have the weapons that Gino has with Trevor Lawrence, or I'm sorry, with um, Tyler Lockett, same initials there, uh, and DK Metcalf on top of the tight ends that they use and Kenneth Walker. Uh, Lamar, I mean, he really his main weapon there is Mark Andrews and ran a ton around that. Uh, so I think that's really what comes down to for me, the weapons, people that can help him come up with a big week. So I think Eileen Gino here as well. Awesome. And then uh, throwing out a name that everyone's going to be asking about this week, would you rather start a uh, car versus the chargers or Deshaun Watson and his debut at Houston? Yeah, I think Carr's definitely the floor play here. Um, I don't mind taking a shot on Deshaun Watson here. I mean, I guess it really depends on what you need. Like, if if you're, you know, a situation where you need just to get some good points out of him, you know, the floor is zero for Watson because we just don't know. He could come out and look washed. We haven't seen him play in two years at this point. But I think there is a much higher ceiling there where he could come out, you know, on fire going up against his former team, who he's not very happy with, and they may want to stick it to him and run the score up. So I think it's close. I think I lean Watson in the matchup there. Um, but I do think the Chargers aren't a bad matchup for Derek Carr, especially with Devontae Adams there. So I think it's definitely the safer play. Yeah, I'll stick with that safer play and go with Carr. I'm not willing to play Watson, who we haven't seen in a year and a half play on a new team, you know, in his first game back, I'm going to want to see, you know, if he comes out and he's on fire, I'll probably start him next week. If he comes out and he's like average, I'll, I'll probably keep waiting. Um, <clears throat> but I'd rather see something first before I, before I start him, uh, just given everything has changed and how, how long it's been. Um, it'd be one thing if he was, you know, had a preseason injury and he's been out, you know, the first 10 weeks, like I'd be more okay with that, but a year and a half, or you yeah. have plus it's a long time, long time. Yeah. So I'll stick with car here just to get that safety. All right. So that wraps up the quarterbacks. Move on to running backs here. We've got the pick two half PPR, Devin Singletary at new England, Ezekiel Elliott at home versus the Colts or Antonio Gibson in New York against the giants. Yeah, this, um, I'm not thrilled about this one. Um, I think like Zeke is a lock for me because I believe in the volume and I'm, I'll be happy with that. Um, Gibson's been getting pretty good volume. Um, only nine carries this past week, but double digits, you know, the prior three weeks before that. Um, 
I think I'll lean on that, um, and which makes Singletary the odd man out. New England run defense, you know, went top three in the league. Um, and I, I just don't think Singletary is a good enough back to, to overcome that. Obviously, good offense. So Singletary could get 30 yards and a touchdown, and, you know, it's pretty good. Um, but I just don't think he's a, a talent enough to overcome that. So I will go with Zeke and Gibson here. Yeah, I'm going to go Zeke and Singletary. Um, what you said makes sense. And I think it kind of goes uh, you know, with Singletary when it comes to the volume standpoint. He's been double digits every week, um, but one since week five. So I, I like the volume there. He does get some targets, so he's going to have a few catches. Uh, and, you know, just a overall better offense, I think. You know, obviously Washington's running the ball well, but he that uh, Gibson's more the second fiddle there. I think they really want to keep getting the rookie going. Um, I think they're all decent volume plays, but I'm going to stick with Zeke, who when healthy is getting, you know, 15-ish carries a game. And I'm going to go with Singletary, who I think is clearly the 1A, and in close games, he plays a lot more. And I think with New England, I think this could be a closer game, and we're going to see him involved more. Uh, especially, you know, he's someone I think that gets a little bit more work in the packing, passing game than you're going to see with an Antonio Gibson. Um, you know, he's gotten some work recently, but I, I think Singletary is the guy for me. Okay, next up, PPR, Jeff Wilson at San Francisco or Damian Pierce versus the Browns? Man, how the mighty have fallen. Pierce was on top of the world. Yeah. Um, then, you know, still in the RB2 conversation here. Um, I think I lean Pierce, but man, that last you know line of five for eight and then ten for eight, you know, back to back weeks, that is not appealing. Um, you hope it's not the NFL's caught up to him. I think a lot of this is going to come down to his as um, most are healthy. Um, when most are healthy, I think it's a little more even of a split, even if Wilson is kind of the lean. Um, whereas when he's not healthy. Wilson gets all the work, and I think, like the head coach wants to stick at the San Francisco, I think the running backs do too. Both of them are former Niners, so I, it's close. I think I'm gonna, I think I am gonna lean Wilson here. If Mostert's in, I think it's a lot closer. Um, if Mostert's not playing, I think it's pretty easily Wilson. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the things we said, the Tua kind of applied it to Jeff Wilson as well. Um, He'll know the defense. He's on a good offense, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'll go with him as well. Uh, you know, to your point, Pierce has been disappointing for two weeks, but Brown's running defense isn't great. Um, and you know, if he has a big game, it wouldn't surprise me at all. So, you know, if you like Damian Pierce over Wilson, I'm fine with that. But, but yeah, personally, I'm, I'm going Wilson as well. All right. Now, the last running back matchup, full PPR, Alvin Kamara in Tampa Bay. Miles Sanders at home for the Titans. Yeah, this is a wild one. Um, but Kamara, the past four weeks, just not been great. Um, you know, in the game against the Rams, he was fine, but it wasn't you know the Kamara that you were wanting and the Kamara that he was for the you know four or five weeks prior to that. Um, he's got Tampa Bay, one of the best run defenses in the league. Um, not that it's easy for, for Sanders. The Titans, I believe, are a top-run defense as well. Um, I I believe it's kind of like the, the Tua Wilson stuff. I trust in the Eagles' offense better. I think the Eagles' offense is better overall. Um, so the, the talent's there. The trust is there. 
So I think I'll go with Sanders. Um, Kamara probably has the higher upside because we know what Kamara is capable of. Um, it's just so inconsistent and that offense can't be trusted. And, you know, against a good defense at Tampa Bay, that could just be a, a pretty bad game for them. So I'll stick with Sanders here. Yeah. And the volume has been going to Sanders. Um, I will say the passing game hasn't much three catches this week ties a season high. Um, so you definitely have the receiving game going toward Kamara. And I think that really plays in his favor here in a full PPR matchup. He hasn't had below three catches since week three. So the cat receiving game is definitely playing in his favor. And I think that is what leans me a little bit. Um, I think this also is kind of the, you know, the season is on the line here for Tampa. Um, they still do technically have a shot at the playoffs here, especially with their division. Tampa is leading the uh, the division there. I think they're up a, a one game in the win column over New Orleans with about five left. But I think this is the you know game that if New Orleans wants to make the playoffs, they have to win this game. Uh, yeah, so I think they're going to rely on on an Alvin Kamara. The Tampa defense is good, but not as good as San Francisco, and then they really clamp down on. Kamara, I think this is the game that it's do or die. Um, so I'm, I would ride with Kamara here. I think the upside's there. The passing game it really helps with the volume kind of floor play. And Sanders really feasted this week, but I think he comes back down to earth a little bit. I think it's going to be a tougher matchup uh, defensively with Tennessee uh, coming into Philly. So I think that's going to be a game where you know hard to bench him after. A, 21 for uh, carries for 143 yards, um, two touchdowns. But I, I do think I would lean Kamara over Sanders this week. Okay. Moving to the wide receivers here, half point PPR. Metcalf at the Rams. Amari uh, Cooper at Houston or T. Higgins versus the Chiefs? Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Three guys that I think you're pretty happy to play most weeks. TK um, Metcalf. Going up against the Rams, not the easiest matchup, but he's been pretty consistent uh, the last couple weeks here. Week 10, six catches, 71 yards. By week, and then week 12, 11 catches, 90 yards, and he's getting the targets as well. Uh, I think it's hard to sit him at this point. Mari Cooper, first game back with Sean Watson. He's been very consistent himself. You know, Mari um, Watson... Aside, you know, he's had a couple back-to-back good weeks. Uh, and, and you imagine it's going to get better, but I don't think you truly know. I and mean, We're not going to know until we uh, see it. And then you have T. Higgins, who we're waiting to see if Jamar Chase comes back. But he's been over 100 yards back-to-back weeks. So I think that is, you know, if, if Chase is out, I think it's Higgins easily for me. But I think I'd try to find a way to get multiple of these guys in my lineup. If Higgins isn't, I think it is really close. Or I'm sorry, if Chase is back, I think it's really close. Uh, it'd be Cooper Higgins for me, I think, if Chase is back. Um, but I think that you know the volatility is there with both of them. I still probably lean Higgins, but I think this is a situation where if you can get more than one than one of these guys in your lineups, you're you're, you're doing well, or you have a really good lineup regardless. Yeah, agreed. It's it's not a, a bad situation to be in. Um, I'm leaning Higgins 
kind of regardless. Cooper, I'm removing from mostly the same conversation I had with Watson. He'll probably be fine, but you know, if Watson comes out and he's super rusty and, and terrible, then that's going to hurt Cooper quite a bit. Um, and then, you know, I trust the, you know, Burrow and Higgins and in that offense a little bit more than I do Metcalf. Um, not that Metcalf ha- can't have a great game. Um, just my preference on leaning Higgins there, and that game could be pretty high scoring, where the Rams game might be pretty boring if uh, Stafford's not playing there. So Higgins for me. Right. Uh, next receiver here, full PPR, Tyler Lockett, or against the, sorry in uh, LA against the Rams, or Christian Watson at Chicago. Christian Watson, who now has six touchdowns on. 12 catches the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of touchdowns. Um, he's been getting good yardage too. So he's been just very good. And then getting a Chicago defense that uh, not great. Um, so that that's pretty interesting. Um, but at the same time, you know, Lockett, it has been good for fantasy as well the, uh, for a little while now. Um, I think it's three weeks, four weeks in a row, double digits. Um, you know, in our half point scoring, you know, almost 15 or 13, 15, almost 12, 14. Yeah. That's pretty solid numbers. Um, I would say Lockett's probably your safer option. Like, you know, if you ask me to to guarantee which one's going to hit double digits, it'd probably lock it. Um, and if Watson didn't do a lot, I don't think it would surprise anyone. Um, but with that said, I'd probably lean on the, the ultra hot hand that is, that is Lockett. Um, Rogers is, is looking for a number one. Um, and maybe he's found him. So I will, uh, I mean, Watson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the Packers are looking for a number one overall Watson, you know, could fit that mold and he's showing it so far. So three weeks in a row is good for me. I will, uh, I'll stick with that. But if you are afraid of getting, you know, five points, I would probably just go with Lockett. Yeah, Lockett's definitely the floor play. Um, I, I think I'll stay in the fire, though, with Watson, the way he's playing. There is definitely some concern with the possibility that Rodgers misses sometime. Uh, the injury, he went to the locker room, didn't finish the game. Uh, sounds like he, he thinks he's okay right now, um, so we'll see. But you know, there's always a chance that they want to see what they have in, in Jordan Love. Um, and He could come in at any point and be the quarterback the rest of the year to see what, what they have in him. So uh, it's it's tough, but I do think that it is uh, it's Christian Watson for me as well. Okay, last wide receiver question, half point PPR: Darius Slayton versus the Commanders. Josh Palmer at Vegas. Yeah, talking about staying the flames, I am going to stay with Josh Palmer. Uh, definitely, you know, a more down week. We'll call it five for fifty-six, seven targets, but still getting the targets and and it is the Vegas Raiders that defense has given up yards to everyone. So I am going to stay with him there. Slayton's not bad, but I think he come back down to earth a little bit three for 63 this most recent week. Um, and he is still pretty necessary there, but I'm not going to move away from Palmer at this stage. Yeah, this one, um, I find this one kind of difficult. Um, Slayton been very good. Um, I mean, he was fine this week, really good prior to that. Like he's got, had a really good run to him. Um, 
Palmer has been good for fantasy and very usable all year long, um, which is uh, which has really helped us out quite a bit, hasn't it? Um, he has been kind of up and down, though. If you look, you know, just going to read off a few weeks. He must not have played one of these games. I don't recall. 10 points, zero. I'm assuming he didn't play against Seattle. By week, 14, 6, 26, 8. Like, he's really up and down, um, but his ups are super high, and his downs are pretty similar to to Slayton's downs. So while I don't mind either, I'll, I'll probably go with Josh Palmer here. All right, that wraps up the wide receivers. Uh, next up, flex question here. Full PPR, Kenneth Walker at the Rams or Debo Samuel versus the Dolphins? Yeah, I think I'll pretty easily go with Walker here. It could be a really big game for Debo. Um, Dolphins defense, not great. Um, they, um, but their offense, you know, good enough. So maybe it's a high scoring game or a lot of back and forth, but you know, besides week 11, we haven't seen a lot from Debo in the, the, the last half of the year so far, um, where Kenneth Walker should get plenty of work. Um, I could see them running away with that game and just running the clock out at the end. So I'm leaning Walker. All right. I, um, yeah, I think I agree with you there. It's Walker's just too hot of a play right now. Um, Debo's a little more up and down. So, uh, he's, you know, he was on fire earlier in the year. We've had some other guys kind of step up and, and, you know, make it a more even of a, you know, overall offense. You've seen Ayuk involved, Kittle involved, running backs involved. So, I'll I'll take the safer play that still has a, a really high upside of Kenneth Walker. He's clearly the guy there in Seattle. Okay, we'll move over to the the trade side of things. Um, as we said last week, we don't have to redraft all dynasty stuff moving forward. Um, we're starting with a straight up trade to start here. Well, PPR Superflex, George Kittle, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, I usually like taking the the receivers, running backs, and, and trades here, but super flex PPR. I think I lean Kittle here. I mean, he's you know went healthy. He's you know kind of back to being one of the top guys. Um, so I think it's you know the offense looks good, especially rest of the year. Kittle is definitely the guy, but you know going forward, I think it's still a pretty fair trade overall. You know, getting that difference maker there at the tight end position even though it's not one of the top two guys he's still a very good player yeah this one i i do find difficult i get it you know deontay hasn't been what you wanted but you kind of expect that with a, a rookie and picket playing and you know the overall steelers offense not being great um Kittle, i worry about longer term you know he is getting older there's a lot of weapons there you don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be after this year um, so I guess I would say if you're a contender and need a tight end, I'd go with Kittle. Any other situation, I think I'd just take Deontay and, and move on and try to find another tight end. But I've been down on Kittle for a little while now, fantasy wise. So maybe that, you know I'm biased or something. Yeah, I, but like I said, I think it's a pretty fair trade both ways. Um, next up here, Dynasty PPR Superflex, Jordan Love, Chase Claypool. David Bell, receiver there for Cleveland, or Matt Stafford in a 2025 second round pick. 
I, uh, I don't know what to make of this. Um, the, the first, I don't care about the, the pick 2025 is too far out. Like that pick it's three yeah, years it's, away. It just doesn't have any value. Um, neither does Jordan love probably. I mean, maybe, but I doubt it. I mean, if he was something, they would have moved on from Rogers already. I think, um, Stafford, I worry is not long for this football world <laughs> you know every year he, you know the injuries are just starting to mount up on him you know all the back injuries in detroit you know the the elbow um or shoulder i forget what it was last season and then continuing into this year and now the concussions like it just it's starting to add up a little bit he's won his super bowl um claypool's been disappointing but maybe an off season and the continued growth of fields would be good um bell you know, still a promising young player. Hopefully we can see some more out of him. So I think I'll take the Jordan Love Claypool Bell side. Um you bump that pick up to like a twenty twenty three second, I'd be more interested. <laughs> um but because it's so far out, I just I just don't see a lot of value on that side. So I'll take the uh Love Claypool Bell side. What about you? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think that makes the most sense to me. Um Stafford, definitely a down year and I don't think he's done. But I think he's on kind of the downward trend, and the second is so far away. I mean, uh, obviously you could then trade that for something else, but it's just a future, future second. Um, whereas you've got guys that I think could step into something here. You know, Clay Pole should be back in Chicago, and we'll see what they can build around him next year. They've Bell, you know, shown some flashes here early on, and that's really what you want to see out of a rookie. And Jordan Love looked pretty good there at the end of the game Sunday night. And, you know, maybe he is the future there in uh, in Green Bay. If they get eliminated, we may be able to see what he has going forward. Yeah, never bad to have a uh, a dart throw at the quarterback position in a Superflex league. Um, next one. Uh, sticking with Superflex, this one also has a tight end premium. Will, would you trade Justin Jefferson for Terry McLaurin, David Montgomery, and a late 23 first? Uh, would not. I think it's decent, but I would not make that trade. And I think I would gladly make that trade from the other side to get Jefferson. Um, Montgomery's good, but he's probably on the back half of his usable fantasy, you know, assets. McCorin is solid as well, but they, you know, need to get a quarterback and they've had decent quarterbacks. I don't think any as good as Kirk Cousins. But he's been okay with those, you know, up and down, whereas Jefferson's been elite with a decent quarterback. So if they ever had decided to move on and get a better quarterback, I think Jefferson's just, you know, a difference maker. And the late first is, you know, a nice bonus, but I think I'd want, you know, a multiple first or an early first. It's like a centerpiece of a, of a package there for Jefferson. Um, I, I Just for me, I don't think that's enough. Yeah, me too. It's Justin Jefferson pretty easily. Um, if this was the McLaurin of like his rookie year when he was breaking out and everything thought he was going to be the next big thing, um, I'd be more interested, but not with what we have been seeing. Um, I also just, as you were talking, Will, and then I, I just had kind of a crazy thought. Um, you remember Brett Favre went to from Green Bay to the Jets to the Vikings? Um, wouldn't it be kind of weird, given Zach Wilson sucks? <laughs> If Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets for whatever, a year or two, it didn't work out. And then the Vikings moved on from Cousins. And they went there. Yeah, yeah. like it's not 
you know, very slim odds, but the situation is yeah. kind of there <laughs> for it to happen. Um, it'd just be super interesting. That's just my dumb brain doing stuff. Um, but yeah, it's Jefferson yeah. pretty easy. I thought you were going to go to the other side and say, it wouldn't be interesting if Aaron Rodgers ended up in uh, Washington. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be, uh, that'd be something. I mean, this trade, uh, I was going to say this trade would be more interesting with McLaurin having Rodgers, but Rodgers is going to start fading at some point here. So maybe not, but yeah, that would be. All right. Next up here, another package for a big time player, Jonathan Taylor for Devin Singletary, a 23 first and a 24 first. I don't think I'd consider it. I'd just take the JT side. Um, if I was a secretary side, I definitely want JT. If I was JT and you know I want to rebuild, it's not bad. But like Singletary is not the one I want. I'd rather have someone younger. Um, try to get like an ETN from somebody or something like that. So yeah, I I'm sick with JT pretty easily. I think. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think it's JT pretty easily here. I'd want just more kind of solidified pieces um for him uh the two first is a solid start i probably would want you know a, a younger running back that has you know more promise uh if i was going to make that move okay final question back to mr claypool ppr superflex chase claypool or a 2023 and 2024 second yeah i don't think that's bad um i you know i think it just depends what you think of claypool what you're doing if you're rebuilding uh, I think I'm not huge on him. Um, and I believe he's a free agent after next year. Um, so we'll see what fields can do. If you want to take a shot on him, but they still have Mooney. I think they ultimately need to get just a true number one receiver there. I don't think it's Claypool or Mooney. So I, yeah, I don't mind taking that package if you're looking to move off of him. Um, and, and if you want to take a shot on him, I think two seconds is been, so I think it's pretty good either way. I'm not a big Claypool fan, so I probably would take the, the picks and just kind of stockpile there. But I think it's pretty fair both sides. Yeah, I agree. It's fair. If you want to take the shot, like I said earlier, I was talking about Claypool, maybe an off season fields grows, he goes together, blah, blah. Um, then it would be a good trade. Um, but we haven't seen it since he joined Chicago. We weren't seeing it in Pittsburgh outside of what year one. Um, now, you know, he had an aging Big Ben, he had Trubisky and a rookie quarterback, so like you can make excuses for that. But I'm kind of with you. You know, cheap enough, I take the dart throw on him, but I'd rather just have the, the the trade capital really of the two picks. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, and that's uh, we're going to wrap everything up here. Um, so tune in next week, week fourteen another waiver and start show until then folks good luck this week and trust your board